Ecliptic moves on to the Great Frontier. Not knock a hot beers will fucking kill you. Oscar Blues' awesome spot goes poof in the night. This is It's All Beer. Welcome to It's All Beer, and I, I don't fucking care anymore. I don't care anymore. I'm, <laughs> I am... I, listen, I am drunk as hell because I went to a bottle share before this, uh, this recording even happened. I actually did. I wrote a a, a, a witty uh, a witty intro, but I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it because um, I'm just... You should know that this is going to be a rocky recording and, uh, and and make peace with this. Hi, Tyler. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. This is uh, this is going to be interesting because I feel like normally I'm the drunk one or we're both pretty turnt. I, so. re- I really want to I, – I, I would really like to have a – uh, a breathalyzer for when we've recorded this podcast, but I'm fairly certain, I'm fairly certain that I am exceeding the limit to which we've, because every other time when you've been drunk as hell, you've driven away from this house. And so sure. either you were breaking some pretty major laws or I am far and away exceeding uh, the, 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 the BAC for this podcast so far. So uh, strap in, folks. It's going to be fun. Tyler, how Gary, are you? I thought the wet lab was a couple weeks ago, not tonight. <laughs> it's a repeating thing. Tyler, how are you? What are you drinking tonight? I am way sober, way more sober than you. Uh, but I am drinking the Myrtle from Fair Isle. Uh, it's a... Saison with America Gale. No idea what it is, but apparently you forge it in uh, some low elevation bogs. Um, I but yeah, just I for, I, I I grow all my gale in low elevation bogs. Where do you where 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 do you get your gale supply? You know, I haven't been able to track down a good spot, so I'm gonna have to really dial in my bog game. I mean, how do you wait? How do you get through a day without your gale? Like I put it in uh, my, like that's what I drink to wake up in the morning. Um, gale being coffee in this, I I have no idea. <laughs> what well, I know, what gale is. <laughs> Apparently, it's a little shrub. Okay, well, I I can't get through the day without petting my little shrub. So I don't know how you are able to do that. <laughs> Uh, but this beer is phenomenal. Please don't pet your little shrub. Please, please don't pet your little shrub. I was gonna say, if I see that keyboard start moving, I'm out. Uh, we are having some video, uh, so we are having to do this on remote again uh, because it's very late at night. And I said, hey, we should do a night. We have to do a uh, a. The colloquial term is bedtime. Um, recording because that's when we put our little ones to bed um i had a bottle share if i had if if, i really wanted to show up to this recording and crack open a can of like coors light or bud light um because i have reached the logical end of craft beer tonight i have i i I have (laughs) uh, uh i went to a bottle share to which um uh, Sam Adams Utopias was uh, cracked, and uh, and after I think I think that's the point where you like drink that and you're like okay that's that's the end I've I have I have done everything in craft beer that needs to be done I can just go on with my life um, I can move on. <laughs> uh, uh, here's what I can say about Utopias if you haven't had it. Um, it is it's like a port wine. Uh, in the fact, in, in, in a couple of, in a couple of, uh, ways, um, first of all, in order to get it, in order to get a good aroma off of it, you have to, uh, blow the alcohol off of it because the, the version I had, and it was 2021 is, um, 56% alcohol. And, and so just, just having it in a glass, you need to, uh, to blow the ethanol off of it just to get a good aroma. Uh, the aromas are of, uh, 
again, port is where I keep on going. Uh, it was where my mind kept on going. Uh, I was going to say, my mind kind of went cognac, but on uh, the batch I had. Um, the, I mean, again, caramel, uh, sherry, uh, touch of like dark fruit, date, and, uh, and, and fig. Um, and on the flavor, it's very, very hot, even a couple of years in. Um, but actually there was a, a kind of a brilliant thing because they poured the, they poured it, uh, early and we kind of tasted it throughout the night and early it was like fucking hot. It's like, it's, 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 it's hotter than most whiskeys. Right. So early on, I'm like, okay, it's, it's, it's very boozy. Um, let's sit for a minute. And either because of, uh, general drunkenness or because of just the smoothness that happens with uh, contact with the air, I started to detect a lot more, um, uh, uh, like a lot more of the caramel, a little bit of cocoa, uh, um, the 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 vanilla and the uh, and the like the like the subtle like fruit notes. Uh, I want to say you know like cherry and um, and fig that were starting to come out. So it was uh, it's 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 it's. I recommend it. I, I I'm go ahead and say that gets our stamp of approval. Yeah, I and mean, again, I wanted to, I, I I wanted to just like show up with like a Budweiser going, and here's and, and there's no point anymore. But I, I came with a, a cherry chouf, the cherry version of the chouf. Oh, nice. Because how is it? Um, at this point in time, I I, I think anybody who's listening to my voice right this second goes that man who I'm listening to right now needs an 8% beer. (laughs) I'm sure your wife is very pleased with that choice. She is asleep. Um, the, the whole thing was she came to pick me up and she was like, are you too drunk to put the child to bed? I'm like, no, no, no. I am exactly the right amount of drunk to put the child to bed. So uh, I, I, I sat with him uh, he had a bottle. I had some water uh, uh, until he was getting Good. sleepy. <laughs> I actually thought to myself, I should grab a beer. You know what? No, let's let's try not to be so drunk that I, I am incomprehensible for the podcast. I'll just be like semi comprehensible, and I think so far I'm uh, I'm holding up to that uh, that uh, that level. I think. That yeah. fine that fine line between uh, 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 that drunk and cheerful and drunk and obnoxious. So that's what I'm going. Nice. For. <laughs> so by the end of this, you'll be over that line. By the end of this, I'm just gonna be like, I lo- I love you, man. I I love you all. <laughs> I that's that's that <laughs> fun fact. I'm that drunk. I'm the I love you, man. Drunk. So. Uh, <laughs> So if I, All start, right. if I start grabbing the microphone, just like, I'm so sorry. I just want to let you know how much I value and how much I love you. That's how you know. Like, okay, Jeremy's gone way too far. So, And that's when we just wrap <laughs> up the podcast right there. This has been It's All Beer. And uh, I love you, man. Uh, <laughs> just a heart out. <laughs> oh, this is going to be a fun show for me. For me. This is going to be a fun show for me. Everyone else. Probably not so much, but Tyler, um, do you want to kick us off tonight? Yeah, so we have some big news coming out of Portland. Uh, Ecliptic Brewing uh, just got sold while we were off last week. Um, It was announced uh, November 8th uh, that Ecliptic was going to be going up for sale. Uh, The nice part about us being off last week is it basically... Let more information come out. Uh, they will be getting purchased by Great Frontier Holdings. And if you're like me, you went, who the fuck is that? Uh, well, Great Frontiers is the current owner of Inkasi Brewing, Ashland Hard Seltzer, Wings and Arrow, Villager Spirits, Mucho Aloha, and Voyage Hard Ice Tea. <laughs> So they own Nkasi. They own Nkasi and and what you pick up if you are a a, a, a a cheerleader in Eugene, Oregon. Yep. Uh, 
So all production will be moved from Ecliptic Brewing uh, over to Encasi and Eugene. And John Harris, the founder of Ecliptic, will stay on in some capacity with the brand that he created over 10 years ago. Um, Josh Landon, the CEO of Great Frontier Holdings, also told Brewbound that his company has two additional deals in the works and is actively pursuing others. So we should have some more updates. It really is just driving home the bleak outlook on craft beer and that you got to get through that no man land. So you either have to get bought up or buy someone up to really survive this time. Um, it's weird to hear somebody gung ho about buying craft beer right now. It, it, it doesn't, I don't, I don't have a lot of money, but that is not where I'd put my money right now. Fuck no. And it, it still amazes me to this day, people will, like, I'll talk to people at events and they'd be like, oh, I'd love to own a brewery or, oh, are you going to eventually one day open your own? And I'm like, fuck no. There's a saying in beer, if you want to make a million dollars, start with, in craft beer, start with a few million dollars. And you get the look of shock and awe in everyone's face because apparently people think craft beer is a moneymaker. We got to realize that I think people have a perception of craft beer that's roughly five years behind where craft beer is in perpetuity. And so right now they perceive craft beer as the boom and, and they're and, and, and we are just we're, we realize if you, scrolling through craft beer news right now is a graveyard of despair. I, I that's I, well. I, I mean, this episode is basically just recapping that graveyard of despair that has happened over the last two weeks. I think we're going to call this uh, episode the graveyard of despair, and also Jeremy's drunk as fuck. Uh, <laughs> Jeremy's drunken graveyard of despair. <laughs> Jeremy's drunken graveyard of, but it wasn't a graveyard of despair because I had Utopius. It wasn't a graveyard of despair. It was a grave. It was. It was. Jeremy's drunk on the best of craft beer, and the rest of the industry can die. It's dead. It's dead to me, for all I, I, I care. The utopic graveyard of despair. The utopic graveyard of despair. Okay, there we go. Um, I should probably write that down, because there is no fucking way when I edit this uh, tomorrow. Um, so, here's the... Fu- all right, here's... <laughs> Here's what's happening right now because I live in a house with a three-year-old. I have a Rosart orange-red crayon in my office right now, and I'm scrolling. What? All right. Buy your kid better fucking crayons, man. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure my wife, who is a teacher, would beat the fuck out of you with a pillowcase full of crayons for buying Rosart crayons because she says they are the worst and an abomination. I didn't buy this. I think I stole it from his therapy, uh, 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 or at least it ended up in my pocket at his therapy place. Any po- it, anyway, it's a pl- it's a place where they will the, where the, where a, a a a lesser crayon is appropriate because they're just trying to get by. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, so, th- what was the name of it again? Utopic. Jeremy's Utopic Graveyard of Despair. Grave Yard of Despair. All right, look for look for what that looks like uh, 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 on our Instagram feed or on our. Uh, um, that is that is some heavy chicken scrub. That's that's there we go. That's where I'm at right now. So you can kind of get a get a sense of the susan of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, but back to Ecliptic, uh, the owner, uh, John Harris, posted on uh, social media announcing the sale uh, with this statement that said, Hi, all. Our business has really been changing the past few years. We've encountered so many issues uh, that other small businesses have faced, a pandemic, rising cost of goods, supply chain issues, and the overall economic climate. It's gotten to the point we are no longer able to continue operations, and the company has sold. The sale will allow me to pay back our debts, align the brand with a bigger entity to allow it to continue, 
Ecliptic beer will still be available in stores and restaurants. I will still be involved in the Ecliptic brand and beer development, just not in our current site. Uh, thank you to all my staff, past and present, for pouring space in everyone's face uh, for the last 10 years. A super thanks to all of you who have supported Ecliptic Brewing by enjoying our beers out in the world as well as food in our restaurant. Uh, the restaurant will be open through Saturday, November 18th, so uh, a couple days after this podcast is released, that will be the final day of their operation. Um, maybe it was your um, almost Shakespearean reading of it. But there was this note in the uh, in the announcement, like, "Listen, this is what's happening. All right, uh, uh, everything is bad right now, and um, <laughs> and so I'm selling this, and I'm running away with money, and uh, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try not to make it suck. I'm gonna try not to make it suck. I can't promise that it won't suck. Um, I'm gonna try not to make it suck, but it's it might suck. And uh, please continue to drink our beer, um, or not." Uh, but- but either way, I'm not losing all my money. But uh, also, I'm I'm taking this money and I'm running away. And um and thank you for coming. Yeah. Uh, so it sounds like if you're looking at opening a brewery, first of all, why? Second of all, there <laughs> might be a facility in Portland getting ready to open up here soon because it, all that shit's moving to Eugene. Well, I think I would think that uh, it would be a good. It, it, it sort of makes sense for Ninkasi and friends, I guess. That's how I want uh, <laughs> <laughs> to uh, to have a spot in Portland. Um, if you're going to do that, I mean, it, well, okay, it doesn't make sense yet. It does make sense. It doesn't make sense again. Um, investing in craft beer seems like, oh, so you have money. Well, we can help with that. Uh, how much do you want to get rid of? <laughs> and again, Portland, Portland is, it, it's either, I can't, I can't decide either whether it's, it's God awfully stupid or brilliant to invest in craft beer in Portland right now, because listen, craft beer is never going to disappear in Portland. Like there's never going to be a time. Well, maybe there will be a time, uh, uh, but it, not a time in, 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 with within our within our lifetimes where you'll be walking down Portland and not find craft beer around unless uh Portland ceases to become Portland. And so then it's just a post-apocalyptic wasteland. Yeah, uh, in in which case it's just like strip malls and and uh and Budweiser, I guess. I'm not sure. Uh and uh, but does Inkasi already have um, a tap room in Portland? I don't think so, but I don't know intimately enough to say one way or the other. I, I shouldn't think so, uh, but they very well could. Um, I mean, if if I, I will say this: if Nencasi does make does have a tap room in Portland, and they still bought uh, Ecliptic, then this deal makes even less sense than it than it does on its face. And I, the details of like purchase price and all that haven't been released. Um, like, and if, I don't know if they're purchasing the equipment and the building as well, or if it is just straight up we're buying the brand from you. We are going to make that brand something in our portfolio. You can do whatever you want with the building and the equipment. But anymore, but anymore, the uh, a brand is worth less. Than the equipment, we've seen that time and time again, where the shit in the building and the shit in the building is worth a lot more than than the beer and the uh, and the and the person that produced it. So I'm guessing, I'm guessing that uh, that ha- that that comes with the building and the equipment. Other uh, otherwise, again, this deal makes less sense than it does on its face. Yeah, Jeremy. Take us to the next spot in the graveyard. <laughs> non-alcoholic bills, go- non-alcoholic beer is gonna fucking kill you. News now. Um, what is it gonna kill me? 
everything. Everything's going to fucking kill you. Um, and actually, that's a lie. Uh, welcome to modern media. Um, some questionable news sources have been screaming this headline uh, uh, pretty hard to their glazed-eyed, uh, glazed-eyed audience. Um, and actually, this is not really a story as much as it's, I'm going to try to debunk a story here in real time uh, uh, that's making its rounds. Oh, best of luck, Jeremy. Um, thank you very much. And I'm going to do it while completely hammered. So, uh, cheers. <laughs> I first saw this story pop up on the New York Post, which is like, like it's like two steps above your drunken racist uncle at Thanksgiving. Um, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Um, as far as accuracy goes, um, I saw it pop up in the sun. Um, that being the UK version of that uh, aforementioned uh, 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 rag, um, both owned by News Corp, which is to say Fox News, and uh, uh, both articles reported this story as with a kind of energy that can be described as boomer glee. Like, they had this air of like, ha-ha, these damn kids aren't drinking as much booze as they as they should be, and now they're going to die of salmonella. That'll teach them. Uh None of them actually said those words, but at least by my reading, there was some pretty hefty subtext going on there. My favorite line was right at the top of an article from the Daily Mail. Okay, this was not owned by Fox News, but it's a right-leading rag nonetheless. Uh, The article was written by Matthew Phelan, uh, who wrote, quote, Anyone planning to switch to non-alcoholic beer as a health co- as health conscious Gen Zer partiers have done in recent years may find themselves getting sick without the binge. <laughs> all, the, all, all then claiming that in the next line that non-alcoholic beers provide a fertile breeding ground for bacteria like E. coli and salmonella. So I thought it's worth talking about because. We have discussed uh, the rise of non-alcoholic beer, um, and these stories have a tendency of taking on a life of their own. So, I want to I want to take a moment to talk about what actually. Happened. You know what this is starting to sound like? What is it starting to like? Corona has pee in it. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. All these stories are traced back to a study published by. Um, a research paper from Cornell University in the Journal of Food Protection. And at first, listen, this study is very, very long and very, very boring, even for a moderately high science geek like myself. But here's the rundown. Uh, They got a hopped beer from Genesee Brewing that was less than 0.5% ABV and 3.65 pH. Uh, they then inoculated these samples. They inoculated these samples. They fucking inoculated these samples. I repeat that because uh, all the articles in the first couple paragraphs make it seem like these beers were just teeming with wild bugs out off the shelves, right? Yeah. Uh, they, they, they actually, they took specific pathogens and they put them in the beer. Um, or to quote the New York Post article by uh, uh, Alex Mitchell, um, this could be what ails you. While food poisoning cases from beer are rare, new, new research from Cornell University finds that low and non-alcoholic beer can be breeding grounds for gnarly bacteria when brewed or stored improperly. Again, not wrong, but... Fun but fact. It would have to have a mishap in the sanitation and cleaning practices for that to get introduced into the non-alcoholic beer and because there's no alcohol it's hard it's easier for that to stay and develop fun fact if you look at this article so the words from beer in that first sentence are like a a hyperlink you click on that link and you get a post article about the uk guy who drank ten thousand or two thousand beers in a year that we've been talking about the last few episodes because famously he drank two thousand beers in a year and died of food poisoning (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because the last one was non-alcoholic. I have no idea why they linked that article. I think a lot of these people just link articles to make them seem legit, and they're just random shit. <laughs> people are like, oh, hyperlink. I don't know how to do that, so they must be credible. <laughs> anyway, the researchers took... All right, so this is back to the, this, so back to real science. The researchers took these beers, they adjusted the pH to 4.2, 4.6, and 
and then adjusted the ABV of some samples up to uh, up to 3.5 ABV, which is like the lowest level of an alcoholic beer, right? Yeah. The point was is that there wasn't a lot of research done on low or no ABV 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 beers. Make peace with this, all right? Yeah. <laughs> and besides the lack of the boozy booze, um, there's uh, without the boozy booze and the uh, the lack and the lack of acid, um, they both hypothesize would uh, uh, allow, like you described earlier, um, contaminants to. Uh, persist longer than they would in traditional beer, which is surprise, surprise what they found out adding in storage temperature. They found that non-alcoholic beer inoculated with E. coli, salmonella and listeria had a much higher level of contamination than their boozy counterparts adjusting for all the same variables. Um, ethanol and acid prevents. Bacterial I mean, you growth. can get listeria from not washing your fucking bag salad or ice cream. So, um, I mean, I, I, I mean, you're not, you're, you're not wrong. Um, that's and what you, but what you end up with basically is, is sugar water. Like if you, you take all the, you take all the, you take a, 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 a beer, you remove the alcohol, you're basically back almost where you started, which is a, was, which is just sugar and water, which is because beer works. A great a uh, a a great substance to uh, grow microbes. a microorganism. Yeah, if not handle property. So, what does the paper conclude? Well, um, I'm going to quote uh, Joe Davies from the Sun: "The lack of booths of normal beer making processes meant these bacteria live for over two months. It means it could be better to stick to your regular pints in moderation rather than drinking non-alcoholic beer." They suggested. Assume, oh my god. Assuming they in this sentence, and that's hard to it's hard to understand, you know, a lot they use the word they is a is a word that's doing a lot of heavy lifting these days. But assuming they in this sentence mean the people who did the study, that's not at all what they suggested. What they suggested was that beer over 4.6 pH or low to no alcohol are at greater risk and perhaps there should be some additional food safety measures put in place, uh, both on the manufacturing side and also uh, in the case of draft and a beer on the retail side to ensure that there are customer protections or at very least cleaning the lines. Ex- exactly that. Yeah. Um, some some oversight because there is an additional risk. So they said, hey, maybe should someone should be looking into this. Um, and also maybe clean your fucking lines if you're going to be serving an A beer on draft. Now, to the credit of the bullshit spewers that I singled out in this rant, um, they all more or less uh, 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 went to some version of the truth. Um, the first two or three paragraphs were all Muppet-esque, hand-waving, and hyperbolic statements of, you know, about, oh, you know, the, 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 they were all that 90% of the readers actually read and then lost interest in because words are hard. And, uh, and they do, they did eventually list out the facts. Um, but that's why I put them at two steps above your drunken racist uncle. Um, like imagine your drunken uncle after this insane rant and then sort of kind of like kicked it back with, with a little, well, technically I should probably qualify this with this, 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 and this. Um, that's basically the New York Post, the Daily Mail, and the Sun. Um, my point is, um, there is some additional risk. There is some additional risk. Um, but any brewery that's worth a damn should already be keeping E. coli, Listeria, and Salmonella far away from the brew tank because their sanit- if their sanitation is so bad that those bacteria are making it in, um, you, you might want to talk about the- <laughs> First of all, I want to talk to about the toilet habits of their... Of their of their brewer, and listen, if they were brewing beer to begin with, you're gonna they can already survive that uh, that uh, uh, that environment, and you're it is not gonna kill you, but it's gonna end up with a beer that tastes like baby vomit. And that isn't to say that the site doesn't have merit, um, because they advocate pasteurization to make sure that product is shelf stable, 
a practice I believe is uh, uh, wildly in play because never mind dangerous bacteria, the yeast that was already in the beer to make the to make it non-alcoholic beer can take hold again and start to re-ferment because, um, like we said, all the things that prevented it from continuing to re-ferment are gone. And unless something goes terribly wrong, the breweries, the risk of the yeast that they used to begin with is a much greater risk than some salmonella. Yeah. Um, in fact, I believe uh, that uh, uh, that um, the shoots actually had to uh, stop and and uh, and recalibrate their uh, their NA Black Butte for just this reason, not for listeria or salmonella or anything else. Is because that their cans were refermenting in the package. Mm-hmm. And and they had to take a minute to like okay we need to we need to uh, 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 look at our process. Um, bottom line, uh, uh, I think I think you uh, I mean you hinted at this. Um, to date, there has been zero reports of someone getting sick from non-alcoholic beer. Compare that to an average of sixty-eight hospitalizations and two point five deaths a year from po- food poisoning from people eating spinach. I I rest my case. <laughs> you are you are infinitely more likely to die from eating spinach than drinking non-alcoholic beer, and also or or, Fair from, enough. or from drinking just beer in general. So I guess what I'm saying is, uh, beer is healthier than spinach. There I said it. That's where I was going with all of this. <laughs> that it that spinach being healthy is just one giant like conspiracy got it that's what i was going with that yeah spin it that's the spirits the spinach conspiracy tyler what do you got for us? conspiracy <laughs> oh lord oh uh, that was a hard thing uh, to get through i wrote that all out and i'm like i use a lot of big words that i should not use while i'm drunk <laughs> <laughs> well we are hopping down to new orleans to continue this um Really, just misery of beer. Uh, Fobar, uh, fuck, I butchered that name. I, I say what? <laughs> Fo, I I foobarred that name. Uh, <laughs> have you been drinking too, Tyler? Have you had Utopius? I have not had Utopius, but are you stone uh, cold sober? Because that would be a, a a a tragedy at this point in time. <laughs> I was gonna say I am. Very sober, so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Faux Board uh, Brewing, formerly known as Dixie Brewing, uh, is going to be ceasing their operations at its Jordan Road facility in New Orleans East. Uh, they are set to cease brewing and production and packaging operations there because the current they are unable to meet the company's current production demands um, from the majority owner and operator made by the water LLC uh, which is an Alabama based uh, company uh, that will be moving basically all the production of them to their Alabama facilities of made by the water and um, still keeping the headquarters uh, in New Orleans. They are looking for a new spot in New Orleans. Um, But right now they need to basically pull their production to a facility that can handle it, and currently they don't have a spot in New Orleans for that. Too much or too um, little? I'm not. You know, the article doesn't really get I mean, into that. It, outside it, almost of it. Like, it almost sounds like too little from the from their parent company, but too much from the fact that they need a new facility. Yeah, I'm almost wondering if the spot is just maybe out of date and they need 
to kind of pull it in house. They're not producing enough to justify using that space. Um, but yeah, reading through the article, I was like, huh, because uh, it says made by the water has reached a point where the brewing facility in the New Orleans East cannot meet the current demands of our family of breweries. While our first preference was to expand the brewery operations at our current facility, unfortunately, despite our best efforts of those local stakeholders, that is not feasible. So it almost seems like they're not producing, they need more production facilities for all the other beers in their portfolio outside of um, the brewery formerly known as Dixie. Um because, but Dixie's production has basically went down. So I mean, essentially, like we need the we need the tank space for any other beer besides you. Yes, and so basically, we don't want to have you guys brew all our beer and then ship it back to Alabama. So we're just going to shut this spot down and try to find a new spot. I guess fair enough. Which I'm like, I feel like this brewery's really gone through the ringer. I mean, they changed their name in 2020 uh, due to the negative connotations of the name Dixie. Uh, they have uh, basically went from being a sole ownership of Miss Gail Benson to now part of Made by the Water. Um, and, uh, now seems like their production is not meeting what it currently needs to meet to stay afloat. Remind me, did you have Dixie or were you seeking out Dixie while you were there? Oh, I drank the fuck out of Dixie while I was down there. And is it a beer worth saving? I mean, it is a cheap domestic lager basically so it uh, was so you're so so uh uh i mean yes to you i mean it's that is your bread and butter yeah i mean it, it was good it was nothing to write home about if i was if i could get it here in town i probably wouldn't drink it but if i went back to new orleans i'd probably order it at a bar or grab a six-pack and walk down the street like So it I mean, is basically a worse version of Yingling. If you had to put it on the spectrum of the shitty beer um, that we had almost a year ago, exactly with um, Pabst at the high end and Budweiser at the low end, obviously not actually sampling it with the rest of the beer. Where do you think you would put it? Probably. Meaty part of the bell curve, maybe upper meaty part. So somewhere like around like high, uh, high life. Yeah, between like high life and ice house, because I feel like ice house was like dead center. I believe that's correct. Yes. So, yeah, like the high life to ice house, which that statement right there in the just taken out of context. Listen, is a the number, baffling statement. <laughs> the number two was uh, uh, natural ice, and I don't think I, I I I don't think there is enough Dixie to wash the shame from all of from either of us for having picked that as our number two. Unanimously, <laughs> we're 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 in this together. There was no. Hey, I was <laughs> proud of that one. Uh. So, all right, so better than average, but not. Yeah, better than average, but it wasn't. Um, you're not gonna go down it, to you're not going down to New Orleans and strap yourself to the brewery and like out of my cold dead hands. Uh, fuck no, we won't go. <laughs> Probably not. They'd I don't be know. like, who is this guy? Oh, uh, who is this Yankee who's like chained himself to the fire hydrant outside the brewery? Yeah, um, but yeah, I'm like, oh, 
that sucks. Hopefully, they keep producing there in New Orleans to kind of keep that history and that brand still going in New Orleans and be kind of that little tourist attraction. Interesting that you're the, you're so, you're sort of nostalgic about uh, 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 about Dixie or what is it? What is it called now? They changed. Uh, it. Yeah. Uh, Foborn or okay. fuck, I gotta look at the pronunciation again. Anyway, you're 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 sort of wain- you're you're sort of waxing nostalgic about that, but you're like anchor steam. Fuck that! I hope it dies in a fire. <laughs> well, it's not like this is going out of business. It's still gonna be produced, and just not in New Orleans. Yeah, fair enough. So if Sapporo was still gonna keep the anchor brand and just close down the San Francisco production facility i would have been like that's fucked up like so foberg 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 named after the foberg marini neighborhood in new orleans fair enough um but um yeah so it's a little different. If they were just like, yeah, we're killing the brand, I'd be like, okay, fucking let it die. Backpedal, backpedal, backpedal. No, no, no. Uh, it is different. Also, we've discussed at length, I have a soft spot for shit beer. So, uh, Jeremy, you going to keep making it rain with bad news? Brewery pulls a disappearing act news now. Uh, Craft beer fans in Austin, Texas were left a little baffled this week as one day the Oscar Blues tap room just closed. Uh, I get the impression that one day they were slinging beer and just being a tap room in Austin, you know, it's like throwing out some Dales and some some old chub and then gone. Um, An indication of how abrupt and uh, this shuddering was came from uh, Eater, uh, the Eater Austin magazine uh, by Nadia Chancellor this week. The headline read, quote, Oscar Blue seems seems to have closed their Austin location. Uh, they mentioned that the website for the taproom didn't exist anymore, nor does it, nor does its Instagram. Uh, and its phone number was just disconnected. Um, the Austin American Statesman, noted that the only social media announcement uh, didn't actually come from the brewery itself, but rather several people that posted a picture on the door that reads, quote, we have enjoyed being a part of the Austin craft beer and music community community. And we thank everyone. Later. We thank everyone who supported our business along the way. If you're still interested in finding our beer, it remains available at retailers across the state of Texas. Um, this closing abrupt as it was follows several breweries uh, in the area that have closed down uh, as Austin proves to be a market that's hard for a tap room to maintain. Um, Thirsty Planet, they close in August. Circle Brewing in September. Um, Alberts, uh, uh, Ale- uh, they closed a little bit last year. Um, though Cayview in Austin uh, talked to another brewery owner that set up shop on the same road. Uh, as the former Oscar Blues, uh, Bobby Mullins, the owner of uh, Silas Brewing, told KVU, quote, things are going well. Uh, we're seeing things kind of moving in an upward motion. You know, things could always be better, but we're hopeful. Uh, he did mo- mention a national trend of people leaning towards spirits and wine, um, uh, and that is very much holding in Austin. Um, all the news agencies I mentioned uh, tried to contact Oscar Blues, but they weren't in the uh, mood of talking, I guess, uh, as they never got a response. Um, or were very Dude, busy. I am just imagining, like, every craft beer person has joked, like, one day we're going to show up to the brewery, the locks are going to be different, there's going to be a note on the door that says, sorry, no longer in business, see you later. And that is how I'm imagining, like, they didn't even tell the employees and were just like, Change the locks, threw a note on the door, and we're like, see you guys. There might be some people from Oscar Blues uh, running with a duffel bag full of money to Mexico. I, I, I'm not sure. There's, I, I was entranced because there was so little information about a brewery of this size. Like, you kind of expect this of, like, a, a brewery you've never heard of. But 
Oscar Blues just like d- sort of like running off in the middle of the night. That was a uh, enchanting and sort of indicative of where we are today. And that is about all there is on that story. But if I saw correctly on beer Twitter, they're Asheville, North Carolina, and Longmont, Colorado locations are still open. For the moment, if what we just saw is any indication, that could just change tomorrow. Like Overnight, yeah. Like, they could just, the, the again, note on the door and gone. Damn. <laughs> so, make, that... so, I guess if you live near an Oscar Blues tap room, um, go say hi to them because they might not be there tomorrow. Tyler, what do you have? (laughs) (laughs) Everything you love will die. All existence is futile. Everything that exists will soon end. Namaste. Well, a bright spot in the craft beer world right now coming out of Denver. uh, uh, Husband and wife team Damien Zuani and Jessica French had a... Great idea when they opened Oakwell Beer Spa, formerly known as just the Beer Spa, uh, in Denver, Colorado. Uh, now they are opening a second location that will open in the fall of next year in the Highlands Ranch area. Uh, if you live in Denver, I'm sure that means something to you. The biggest thing that caught me off guard with this article was, wait, there's a Beer Spa in Denver, and then I was like, I mean, it makes sense that there's one in Denver, but I wish I would have known that. I would have went to if, it. If there was any place in the country where the words beer spa would be a physical location, yeah, Denver or I'd say lot or San Diego would be. Yeah, Denver, San Diego, Seattle, Portland. Um, maybe like somewhere on the East Coast, like. So, but it'd be a weird like Asheville. Maybe, yeah, I, I was about just about to say Asheville. Maybe they're, but otherwise, yeah, that's not a thing that anywhere anywhere else. That's a communist plot. Yeah, um, but I'm like, I would love to go sit in a giant hot tub of beer, drinking a beer, and Is get it a hot tub like, like, like you're soaking in beer while you're drinking beer because that seems superfluous. Superfluous. Yeah, there is a... Or a word like that. They have two-person beer therapy tubs that look like a giant hot tub full of nice, frothy, warm beer. Uh, That's a lot of... They fill a hot tub full of beer that you then dip in, and you come out smelling like... Listen, I I think I can... I, I, I think I can say over... It's probably oh I have yet I, I have yet to look, um, uh, almost 150 episodes of a, a podcast called It's All Beer. So I I think I have my credentials on that I like beer well in line, um, as you do. But I don't want to smell like I've been soaking in beer. <laughs> uh, apparently, it's supposed to be great for your skin. Like you shower Bullshit. afterwards. <laughs> Bullshit. Uh, I have soaked in beer for 40, well, not 40, but like 22 years. <laughs> yeah, from the inside out, Jeremy. <laughs> and this is what I look like, okay? But, I'm not saying I'm bad looking, but I'm like, this is not this is not the result of a health spa. And neither <laughs> is this. <laughs> but I'm like, next time I'm in Denver... I need to go so I can be pampered like the prince I am. Uh, <laughs> get, but, a mani, get a Manny Petty in an IPA. <laughs> hey, I want to sit in a tub full of beer, drinking beer, playing around, split splashing like I am my toddler playing in the bathtub. Uh, With a rubber bit. ducky and all. <laughs> Well, uh, they opened in 2021. Uh, they have a bar on site that features a rotating tap list of local beers. It changes every month, and the brewery featured also affects the ingredients in the giant soaking bomb used to infuse the two-person tub in the treatment room. Um, 
You don't have to book a room in order to come in and enjoy a beer or a glass of wine or kombucha or hard cider. Uh, Why would you but, soak in a tub of beer and have a kombucha? Dude, I don't know. Kombucha sucks by itself. Uh, I mean, what I'm hearing is like, like you and I need a couple spa day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, there's also a zero gravity massage chair. Sounds phenomenal. Uh, but uh, the reason they're opening a second location is they noticed and started noticing the data and talking to some of their visitors that a lot of their visitors were from the Highland Ranch area, which apparently is a pretty far drive, about 45 minutes. Uh, and especially if you're going to this, having a few beers and going to Uber home, it was and really soaking in beer because I mean, even if you have not had anything to drink, if you've been soaking in <laughs> beer for like thirty minutes and starting to drive home, you're gonna get a woo woo woo. Uh, this car smells like beer. No, 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 sir, it's a spa. <laughs> get out of the car, sir. Have you been it. drinking? Nope, just been at the spa. <laughs> you're gonna get an ass whooping. <laughs> uh, but I've been soaking in a bathtub full of beer. <laughs> They'd be like, you are an alcoholic. Uh, but I didn't drink of it. I'm just soaking in it. But because of the long distance, they weren't seeing these people as frequently. So hoping hoping that with the new spot, they're able to make them regulars at the other spot where they can walk or have just a short drive to get there and be able to come hang out, be a regular. Uh I'm a drunk. I'm a drunk, as I've demonstrated tonight, but I'm trying to imagine being a regular at a beer spa. (laughs) You know you would be. I'm not saying I wouldn't. I'm just, I'm trying to imagine it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So the new spot's going to be, have an 867 square foot patio. Uh, The inside totals about 3,400 square feet. They will have four beer therapy rooms, as well as five zero-gravity massage chairs. Like, the thing I'm wondering, if you're sitting in one of those massage chairs drinking a pint, and you fall asleep because you're so relaxed, are they going to cut you off thinking you're drunk? Like, it's a fine li- Listen, this sounds like rich people, and they don't ever cut rich people off. True. Um, they give you a mansion and let you uh, um, do whatever you want there. Like, you can have sex with planes, and you can, uh, uh, like, demand uh, 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 eggs from endangered or extinct species and smash them on your face and go, Um, That's what rich people do, as far as I understand. (laughs) Uh, And one final note on the new location. The tubs are going to be bigger. They're going to be three people tubs, not just two people tubs. <laughs> so, threesome! <laughs> All right. Life so, goals. Jerry, we need to life, open our life, own beer spa here in Boise. Life goals. Uh, a threesome in a beer tub. I think that's... I'm not suggesting a... I'm not th- suggesting a threesome with us uh, in a beer tub. But I'm also not not. <laughs> which which of our wives is more open minded? I think both of them are gonna tell us to fuck off. Uh. In which case they they, they 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 have fun with each other, and we just watch and um and and, and yeah, jerk off in the beer tub. <laughs> just walk out, and you're like, think you're gonna need to drain that tub. <laughs> Oh, that, yeah, that went back. And they're like, sir, we know we have cameras in there. (laughs) You're not the first ones. It's actually about like 30% uh, jizz. (laughs) Uh, Jeremy, what do we got next? Uh, AB InBev works with Congress news now. Uh, This comes from AmericanCraftBeer.com and NPR. Uh, It turns out, there is a beer competition wherein Anheuser-Busch invites Republican representatives and Democrat representatives to work together 
as a team. And fight to the death. If only. Uh, that would be, you know what? That would be a better end of the story. I would <laughs> would absolutely would rather see that. And then, you know, we get to, uh, 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 well, I mean, ideally, they fight to the death. And we take the winner and we shoot him in the head and we uh, uh, start from scratch. But uh, uh, that's not what's happening. They, uh, they, they work together as a team to make a beer inspired by the flavors from their home districts in effort to win the, quote, Democracy Cup. They gather- now, if only they could do that to keep this actual democracy going. Country, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's... Or country running and beyond... get a budget passed and, yeah. They did, pa- they did they're not going to shut down the government. They did figure that would be a bad idea at this point in time, but... Um, but oh, I would like the extension they had comes up due on Friday. Uh, actually, I think I just read that they uh, uh, that they just passed something to uh, uh, that, okay uh, that 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 fixes that. Uh, but I but I mean, while this whole like shut down the government thing was happening from about September to now, um, this is what they were doing with their spare time. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> also, listen, I'm just gonna go ahead and say this. Um, I don't care what your, what your proclivities are. Um, Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservative. Um, here's the problem. Um, you keep voting these people in. Okay. Um, go, when you go to the polls, whoever has been in office and I don't care what party they are, vote them the fuck out because that's the only way they're ever going to learn. But that's neither here nor there. So anyway, (laughs) these people who have been holding this job, um, uh, they they go to AB InBev, uh, or they go to an AB InBev facility, um, and they work together with uh, uh, with the uh, with the head brewer to create a recipe. Um, and the winners this year were Mike Carey, a uh, Republican from Ohio, and uh, Jimmy Pantea, uh, a Democrat from California, for their bipartisan brew, thus demonstrating their keen congressional wit and creativity. Now, I looked for a while. I couldn't find any descriptions of any of these beers. Um, they were just names. All right. I couldn't find what they were. I couldn't find what was in them. I couldn't find what they tasted like. I could only find what they, what, what the names were again, Congress demonstrating their ability to say that they're doing something, but failing to produce any actual tangible evidence of it. Um, (laughs) I did enjoy a couple of the names, however. Uh, Brad Schneider, Democrat, Illinois, uh, and Kevin Horn, Republican, Oklahoma, gathered at Goose Island to brew the Gip and Tip Pilsner, which, yeah, I've been gipped and tipped by Congress. How about you? (laughs) Every month when I look at my paycheck... Uh, Patrick McHenry, Republican, North Carolina, and Deborah Ross, uh, a Democrat, North Carolina, got philosophical at Wicked Weed for the to be rather to seem. Go ahead. I hate them so much. Take a minute with that. Um, Stephanie Bice, Republican, Oklahoma, and and, and Sean Caston, Democrat from Illinois, went to Oklahoma City – to the Oklahoma City Lid Plant, that's the name they they gave on the the website. Uh, they just they said lid the, the, the lid plant. Um, so they brewed to they brewed the okay. I'll drink to that, which, um, you know, because they're Oklahoma okay and Democrat Illinois uh, okay. I'll listen. They're probably still like knocking them dead in the in the in the halls with that edgy humor over there. That's yeah, and it's only interns <laughs> laughing, being like, ha, 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 please pay me, ha, ha, ha. And to put a little bow on it, my new favorite public speaker uh, uh, of all time, Brendan Whitworth, CEO of Anheuser-Busch, said, quote, As a company, we're committed to being there for the moments that matter. Uh, through Brew Across America, Congressional Brewing Competition, oh we are honored to invite lawmakers to raise a glass over meaningful conversations and invite common ground while giving back to the communities we serve and the charities that support our nation's veterans and first responders. 
I don't know if Brendan has always just peppered everything he says with references to troops or first responders, or if just a, it's just, just a nervous habit he's developed over the past, I don't know, six months. But I like to imagine if I went to talk to him, cracked open a beer, and got him talking, the conversation would go something like this. Hey, Brendan, how's the beer? This beer is really good. It's smooth and clean like America with troops and first responders and first responders are responding to troops and both loving America. America, America, troops, America, America, troops, America, America. I have to go now. Bye-bye. I was going to say, and then sparks start coming out of his neck because he's short-circuiting. Uh, yeah. Uh, if His you... face starts to melt like a robot. Yeah. Uh, I guess what I'm I, I guess what I'm saying is uh, uh, on a on a on a on a wider uh, uh, and probably perhaps a purview of this uh, podcast, uh, if you're uh, insanely dedicated to one or the other parties, um, don't. Uh, you're dumb and you're being manipulated. Um, uh, 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 vote them all out of office. They're they're fucking awful. Um, and and second, um, uh, uh, it's all ridiculous. So um, uh, uh, have a beer. Oh, a giant reality show for aliens. <laughs> and we just got to hope we don't get canceled. Well, you know what? I feel like we're we're really ramping it up for a uh for uh for a good season finale <laughs> next year. Fuck, right? Again, perhaps a purview of the per, beyond the purview of this con of this, this podcast, but uh 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 I I suppose if you're not talking about it, uh you're probably insane anyway. Tyler, do you have anything else to add? Nope. That, that about does it for me. This has been It's All Beer. And I think, Tyler, you're more or less sober. Have I made it through this episode relatively intact? You made it relatively intact. One of the engines on the plane is sputtering, but we can get this down without the oxygen mask dropping from the overhead compartment. Um, do you, uh, uh, of all the things that came out of my face, how much of it made any sense? Like 75%. That's about average, actually, I think. Um, so yeah. I'll, I'll take that. This has been It's All Beer, if you want to see. Um, I've been throwing a bunch of pictures on, on Instagram. You can see, uh, I'm actually kind of proud of the photo essay that I posted, uh, in lieu of, uh, or, uh, no, that was a video I posted in lieu of an episode last week. Um. Uh, um, um, uh, but I did put a photo essay that I'm kind of proud of, 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 of Tyler tasting, a, a hard Mountain Dew for the first time. Uh, and it was, again, it's kind of an epic, it was, it was a human study in revulsion and confusion. And why was this allowed? I also know people who have had it and were like, this is pretty good. Tastes just like Mountain Dew. And I'm like, what is wrong with your taste buds? Um, you can find those pictures on our Instagram feed, on our Facebook. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us and try to do anything besides sell uh, sell us penis enlargement um, um, things, that's about all the emails. They're I not get. working. <laughs> Tyler buys them. All. No, no, Tyler is. Uh, I, I, I forward all the penis enlargement things you send us to Tyler, and he tries them all. And um, they're yeah. Yeah, those are the sponsors of our episodes. It's true. I mean. Okay, one of them is responsible for Parker, and we're not gonna say who. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna leave that up to like uh, a a a a like a surprise on her 18th birthday, like which which <laughs> which male enhancement drug is responsible for your existence? Surprise! <laughs> uh. God help all uh, uh, either of our children if they find this, and um and. Uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, you can leave us a rating, I guess. Um, I, I always like plug a rating, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure that... I, you can leave us a rating on Facebook. I know that. You can leave us a rating on iTunes. Uh, you should do that. I, I'm not sure if it has any effect. Um, uh, we, we, we seem to be pretty good otherwise. But, yeah, sure, let us know. Um, you should probably say, Jeremy, you are not allowed to do another episode this drunk. Or, conversely, you should say, Jeremy... You are not allowed to do uh, a, a, a episode sober ever again because this was the best episode you've ever done. 
this is there you go this is the jeremy we were hoping for like slurry uh completely uh in the weeds um randomly political i i think i got a little more political than i probably uh, uh do although i do, i do often call for the death of billionaires so maybe i might be exactly the right amount of political um but at, again, right now, demonstrating my ability to get off into the weeds. So I guess I'm, I guess I'll leave it up to you, uh, the listener, to decide how. D- you know what? Send in your preferred ABV <laughs> or, or BAC for for both your hosts. <laughs> <laughs> Where you would like to see us uh, aim at at any given time. That'll be quite enough from us. I'm Jeremy Jones. I'm Tyler Zimmerman. I'm going to go to sleep. Have fun. We did not talk about it. Um, Next week, are we doing an episode? Uh, no, since it's Thanksgiving. All right, let's uh, let's do another let's do another uh, quick outro where 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 we uh, uh, where we say that. That was funny. all right, that'll be quite enough from us. Uh, uh, I'm I'm not gonna have another beer. I uh, I'm I'm gonna go to sleep. But we are off next week because of Thanksgiving. So uh, happy Turkey Day, and um, uh, uh, yeah, bye. Have fun and enjoy your drunk family members trying to talk politics like Jeremy next week. <laughs> Play this podcast for them. That'll that'll help. Uh. <laughs>